Welcome to the Life and Times podcast. Sit back, enjoy the conversation, enjoy the vibes, and thank you for checking us out. All right, we are live. We are live. What's happening, Brittany? What's going on? Thank you for having me on tonight. Yeah, yeah. How was work today? Um, my first day back in the office. Um, it's always a hectic one. I had to step in and help see customers out in the lobby. So that first day is always hectic. But other than that, it was okay. Okay. All right. Well, first day back is always good to have a nice, nice, smooth, easy going one. Not every all the stress and everything. That's been accumulating since you haven't been around. Uh, just be dropped in your lap. That's how my, that's how my post vacations always go down. Mm. Like, it just seems like all this stress and drama. They're like, oh, we're just gonna keep collecting, collecting. Boss will be back and he'll handle it like that sort of thing. So, that's I'm glad you didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> Hold all on, right, not cool. yet, not yet. <laughs> All right, you on the way, you on the way. All right, so listeners, welcome to another episode of the Life and Times podcast, which is short for the Life and Times of a Restaurant Lifer podcast. I'm Adrian. You already know it's no BS coming from me. This is episode eight, and we are joined by the homie, uh, hardworking woman, hardworking woman. Diehard wrestling fan. She's a blogger. Uh, she's a potter. I mean, she got press credentials, y'all. So you you know what's up with her. We got the homie Brittany. How you living, Brittany? What's going on, everybody? I'm good. That was a dope. That was a little dope intro. I take that. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Brittany, tell the people where can they find you? I mean, we gotta be able to look you up and check out your work. Okay. So. With my um, social medias, you can find me on Instagram, um, B Ray Jones, B E E R A Y, J O N E S, and that's the same over on Twitter, B Ray Jones. Um, I do have a blog, like you said, it's called Confessions of a Pop Culture Freak. I've been doing that for about a year and a half now. You can find that at Oversaturated the Podcast, and their Instagram is Oversat. O B E R S A T the podcast. So you just put that all together. You can find that on Instagram. And then when you go on their page, you can click the link in the bio and then you will find my blog right under there. So and then of course right. I'm also on another podcast called Your Favorite Marks. That's actually my baby that I've done with someone I met through Facebook. Um you can find us on Instagram, Your Favorite Marks, on Twitter, that's your fave marks. And I got one more. I'm a busy girl. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I'm also on CultureCast. And you can find them on Instagram at CultureCastPod, P-O-D. I will have the Twitter information later. I can't think of that right off the top of my back. But that's oh, all my job. It's all good. See, I, I told y'all that <laughs> she was busy. I told y'all she's busy. And I'm glad that she made a little time to spend with us and discuss a few few things that we hold near and dear to our heart. So my question to you, this is one thing that we start to show off with every episode is something that everyone who's been in hospitality or who is currently in hospitality, we get really good at, and that's drinking (laughs) Uh, more often than not drinking alcohol. So tell the people to let me know, Brittany, what are we drinking tonight? So it's, I thought just got off of work. So I know you're drinking something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought about this question and what's funny is I actually don't drink like that. I'm a social drinker. Okay. And even okay. then I babysit my drinks, but I did okay. come prepared because I have two favorite drinks and I'm actually a lightweight, but still bear okay. with me. So one of my favorites is Cayman Jack Margarita and how this came nice. to be. I was at a party and one of my um, sorors, she recommended it and it was literally love at first taste. So literally, if I have to go to a kickback or anything like that, I'm grabbing 
these and actually my favorite nice. drink when I'm out. Once again, I'm a lightweight, and that's an amaretto mm-hmm. sour. Amaretto sour, okay. Yeah, that's okay. my that's actually my go to. Like no matter what, Brittany, what you're drinking, amaretto sour, <laughs> I got you. That's literally everybody who know me know that's my go to drink. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Shout out to your sorority because I got plenty of my family that are sorors of yours and. Some, in fact, you know, so. Very well. Small yeah, world, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very small world. That's, that's, that's crazy. Shout out, shout, shout out to East St. Louis and those good people, so. Yes, sir. All right, so for me, what I'm drinking today, I haven't, we haven't went grocery shopping this week, y'all, so I didn't really go shopping, shopping. I had to go to the reserve, which I always have something. I got some sake. I always talk about being sake poppy just because Drake has been champagne poppy all this time. Why the hell can't I be sake poppy? So I like I'm gonna that. Live, yeah, I'm going to live to the gimmick. I have uh, this Koji sake. It's called the refined sake. It's nothing fancy, so don't don't shame me. But it's a good, clear, easygoing sake. It's during the week. So... That's what I have in my nice little Georgia wine glass. So, all right. So, Not a bad choice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. So next, I'm going to always go into positivity and flowers to you, Brittany, or to our guests. So I'm going to say a cheers to you, Brittany. I'm going to say, well, we met randomly online through mm-hmm. one of our common interests. And the more conversations I'll have with you, I'll say, hey, she's not a weirdo like the rest of these people. So I can actually <laughs> talk to her. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, you're really cool people. Um, I listen to your podcast weekly. So shout out to your favorite marks. I got to check out you. Culture Cast. I definitely got to check, check that out. But um I mean, you're a hard worker. You you have ambition. You have drive. I love seeing your posts when you're like, you're so you're excited. Like y'all, I gotta fill this out to get a get uh press credentials. I'm excited. So we're excited with you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, cheers to you. Cheers to your motivations. Cheers to you accomplishing everything that you want in life because you're gonna make it happen. So. Cheers to you, my friend. All right. There we go. There we go. And and cheers to the listeners. Again, y'all are checking out the Life and Times podcast. I'm Adrian. This is Brittany. And we're just going to have a nice little kickback with y'all. So, all right. So, Brittany, we're going to set the table. I have a couple questions that I'm going to ask you so the so the listeners can get a better idea of who you are and what makes you tick. So, first question, Brittany. Growing up, what was your first, what was your uh, first perceptions of those who worked in the hospitality industry? So for me, it was just people who literally like went above and beyond um, their service. So my first experience with hospitality workers was always somebody who was kind, you know, who was nice and who showed that they really really cared about you know who they were servicing and as a teenager I actually paid attention to that because that's the kind of person that I am so I always knew that whenever it was time for me to start actually working and of job age that I wanted to actually get a job in you know hospitality now of course when you actually get into it it's not as <laughs> all sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns, but for to sure. still experience that, I definitely was motivated when I saw more and more hospitality workers. So you got your restaurant workers, you got people who do hotel work, um, even mm-hmm. fast food, those who are on the front lines, anything like that. Like I said, okay, I think I could do this when the time comes for me to get my first job. And that was actually my second job as... Okay. When as about I became adult, a working age, that was my hospitality was my second job. Got you. Okay. Yep. So speaking of your first hospitality job, what was your first job in hospitality? 
So it was not a restaurant, but I was okay. a front desk worker for Planned Parenthood. That was my first okay. experience as hospitality. So you literally, when you walk in, you're the first person that they see. So, you know, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that, you know, people come in and they see that good energy and that they're comfortable to, you know, talk about anything. Because, you know, when you work at some a place like Planned Parenthood, you see a lot of stuff. You see a lot of Definitely. people from all different walks of life. And you may have like a young girl that come in who may be lost about not knowing what to do with this and the other. So they mm. want to come in and see somebody with a warm, a kind and caring spirit like I do. So that was literally my first experience. And it it was definitely a humbling experience because for me, it was like, you know, you never know what somebody's going through or you never know what type of energy. So say, for instance, like somebody would come in, have a bad day. They see somebody like me and then they'll leave. You know, I want to commend you for this that, and the other, you know, for being so nice. You know, you don't see that many people with your type of positivity, with your type of level of care. So I got that a lot when I worked there. So I did work fast food, um, which was McDonald's, but I was more in the back, more so in the front dealing with customers. So, yeah. Got you. Got you. Okay. And uh, final question. Um, Do you believe that everyone should have at least one job in hospitality in life, in their life? And why? I 100% do. And the only reason why I said it, because going back to the humbling experience, it definitely teaches you a lot about how to treat people um, and how to carry good service, quality customer service. So, yeah, definitely, if, especially as teenagers, that is a good first job to be mm-hmm. thrown into hospitality. Like, literally, you learn all of that into your teenage years and you take that on into adulthood so i definitely highly recommend doing a hospitality job or if you just want to get that experience of just constantly providing service that i definitely do recommend it yeah okay okay i like that answer like i said i'm i'm i've said in previous episodes i'm still waiting for one of the guests like nah they don't they don't have to do that so i can just debate them for like an hour right. or whatever, and that'll be, <laughs> that'll be the end of the podcast. <laughs> so. Now it's not for everybody. So if you are one of those people who literally can't take like constant criticism, or if you can't take like a customer with a a bad attitude, now if you can't take that, it's not for you. So if you fall into that, if you're listening and you fall into that category, that is when you don't do it. Because okay. yeah, that if you can't control your temper. If you have attitude, if you are quick to fight with somebody as far as an argument, no, nah, it's not for you. And I don't even that's think you it'll be a humbling experience or not. Don't even do it. <laughs> that's that's a good point. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. All right. So one of our common interests, one of our major common interests is professional wrestling. Everyone mm-hmm. who knows me knows that I love pro wrestling. Everyone who knows you, I'm pretty sure judging from uh people that i've seen interact with you stuff like that they know that you're all in on professional wrestling is is that safe to say 100 <laughs> percent. okay okay if you don't cool, know me cool. if you don't because it's two things people know me about for sure that's michael jackson and that's wrestling okay all right cool 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 okay see i'm a i'm all in on prince but i love mike too that's now that's a conversation for a different day you can <laughs> hey, but that'll you, be a good debate That'd be a good oh, debate yeah. though for somebody on the Prince side and then somebody on Michael Jackson side. See, see, you got to bring me on your podcast and we can, we can do this. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Say less. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so back to pro wrestling, Brittany. What I meant? Uh, how were you introduced to wrestling, pro wrestling? Oh, okay. So, um, my dad, both actually, both my parents were wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, wrestling at the Chase. Um, roller derby, all of that, but it was more so my dad that really got me into it because I'll never forget the day I actually was sold on wrestling. So it was SummerSlam nineteen ninety let's see, ninety four. And okay. I remember him sitting there watching Undertaker versus Undertaker. 
And as a little kid that young, it was pretty mind blowing to see that this man was able to, I'm talking as a kid, to clone himself and wrestle himself. So when I saw that and I said, well, if I can see this, he, I said, so daddy, when they do this, do they do this often? He said, that's every Monday, this and that. I said, well, if I can see this, you know, every Monday or on the pay-per-view, which is a pay-per-view, count me in. And I was literally so on that day. So like literally when you had to order the pay-per-views on the phone, by the, on the phone, um, mm-hmm. WCW, WWF, it was just me and my daddy just sitting there and just watching. And then that's when he taught me about all the wrestlers at that time who were popular, those who probably came before that. And it just stuck. Um, when he, when we, when we actually, because my mom and dad, they had, they divorced. So even when we weren't with him, I still watched. So mm-hmm. I would call him like, oh, did you watch this? Did you see that? Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and this, that, and nice. the other. So yeah, I definitely credit my dad. Um, unfortunately, he is not here anymore. So mm-hmm. when you have such a strong connection to wrestling because of a parent, you look at it different. But it, it took me a while to get back into it. But I said, you know what? He was still want me to be a wrestling fan. So actually, I'm in it now harder than I was when I was a kid. So yeah. Back to the Definitely. point, it was my dad that got my parents, but it was really my dad that really helped me solidify my status as a fan. Got you. That's that's dope, and that's that's pretty funny uh, that your first major eye-opening experience with wrestling was Undertaker versus Undertaker. That's pretty dope. So I definitely remember that as a kid. All right, so being being a wrestling fan, um, I I always say it's like levels to it to being a wrestling fan you can it is. be a wrestling fan watching it weekly and that's cool and then you separate from it and then you're back in next monday or wednesday or friday whatever it's that next level that we're going into which is all right now i'm talking about it every day with someone else that i know i'm of course i'm watching it but mm-hmm. i'm talking with other friends and uh, I'm paying attention to the internet and rumors and now with social media like Twitter and all that, I'm locked in there. But the next level, the next level is where I feel is the game changer, which is I'm traveling for shows. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I don't care where this show is. I want to be there. I want to be a part of this. So my question to you is what what got you to that point? It's funny you say that because I still remember the story till this very day. So okay. in 2015, I was in a um, bad car accident with my sister. We were in a head-on collision, and I was bed-bound until May in 2015. Mm. And I remember saying, well, I might as well watch WrestleMania. I mean, I'm sitting in the bed. I ain't doing nothing else. Might as well. And it was that. It was when Seth cashed in his briefcase <laughs> on Roman and Brock. That mm-hmm. moment, I said, you know what, Brittany, if th- I said, you know what, that right there, I'm going next year. I'm going to WrestleMania mm-hmm. next year. Sold on it. I got to be there. So my first travel event to wrestling was WrestleMania 16 in Dallas. Got so, you. And then I wanted to make it a tradition by going every year. So I went in 16, couldn't go in 17 because I was pledging. 18, okay. I went. That was in New Orleans. I went mm-hmm. 19, and that was New York. New York. That was New yep. York. 2020, yep. no. COVID. Yep. I was too nervous 2021, so I didn't go because you know, they had to have crowd. And right. then I went last year, and then, of course, I went this year. So I'm trying to make it a tradition. But it was definitely that WrestleMania that was 31, right? 31. 32. 32, 32. was Dallas. So thirty one was the one that actually said, "Brittany, you need to go go in person." Because if I said, I can only imagine if I would have saw that in person, like the yeah, curb stomp there. into the arcade. You was there? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. see, man, and if I was there, that's I said, yeah, you got to go to these in person because it doesn't. And I can honestly say it doesn't do it any justice. You literally have to go to at least one in person. So, that's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. See, for me. um, I kind of fell out of wrestling like during college because mm-hmm. 
you know how college is you pledge so you know once once you're over you're you're doing other things you're kicking Mm -hmm. it you mondays where it used to be the tradition when you're in high school and growing up as a kid monday monday night raw you're locked Mm -hmm. in once you get into college and it's like yo i can i can go to this party or i can do this or i gotta study i'm not really worried about wrestling like that Mm -hmm. so it was a couple years at least during the years i was at tuskegee i wasn't really locked in on wrestling but when i started working once i got out of school and i was back here in atlanta uh working in a restaurant one of those things was like mondays we would always have like a tv on wrestling Mm -hmm. and we may not be able to hear it but we could watch it and see what's going on and I started to notice, like, man, I don't know some of these guys, but they look kind of cool, you know. So I started to get back into it. And by mm. then, it was Internet. So I was paying more and more attention to that. I got introduced to, like, New Japan. I was like, that's mind-blowing. That's amazing. I'm watching it. So I got locked in, back mm. back in on wrestling. And when it got to be the point professionally where I was making enough money to uh you know reward myself that's what really got me into traveling for shows because i was like man i'm working all these hours i'm working in a restaurant i'm here 60 60 hours a week give Uh or take i'm dealing with crazy people in the front of the house i'm dealing with crazy people in the back of the house i'm dealing with managers that are that i have to work for that are jerks i'm making enough money i'm gonna treat myself at the very least you know so my first WrestleMania was Cena Rock in New York. Yeah. That was my first one because it was a rock. I was familiar. I knew John Cena, but I was like, yeah, I'm locked in. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But I made it a point where WrestleMania weekend was like my annual vacation. That was my annual reset. So I was fortunate to be able to see Daniel Bryan win at WrestleMania 30. I was I was there when uh Brock beat the streak. Like that was like oh, amazing so to me. <laughs> Dude. And I'm I'm one you know this about me. I'm one of the biggest Brock Lesnar fans ever. Mm-hmm. No matter what. I love Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like in my opinion, he's like one of the last true true superstars of today's wrestling. Like larger than life type character you know or larger than life larger than life human beings so uh seeing him beat taker when other people were in the crowd like amazed and crying and all that kind of stuff i was laughing i was literally laughing and celebrating and people were like (laughs) what's wrong with him i was like i love brock lesnar and this is awesome man like i thought i would never see this so but i was there in dallas uh mm-hmm. for that for your first wrestlemania that was a super fun weekend mm-hmm. and of course going before that going to san francisco for seth cashian that was nuts too yeah and i can only imagine what that was like actually in person compared <laughs> to us watching it at home mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all right so when we're talking about traveling for uh wrestlemania or traveling for wrestle events in general mm-hmm. It's a lot of planning that needs to go down. So I want to know your first your first time going down. You went to Dallas. Did you have everything planned out? Did or was it like, yo, I'm buying a ticket. I'm buying a ticket to the show. I'm buying my plane ticket. I got my hotel. I'm going to figure everything else out. Like, what was your experience? So that's actually a good question, because I had a plan. And everything was fine, but <laughs> <laughs> it's always that first experience. So, right. So everything I did, what I thought was right, was kind of wrong when I went to mm, Dallas. So? so, for example, you. So, say for instance, you know, with Dallas, you have the option of staying by the stadium or by the convention center where everybody else at. So I stayed by the stadium, which was not no, the best no, idea. No, no, <laughs> no. Let no. me tell you, it was not the best idea. I pain for you right oh, now. Oh my, my God. God. When I tell, tell you, it that. was nothing 
to do but just sit there nothing. and just watch TV in a room. It was nothing mm-hmm. to do. So now, so okay, so let's stick to that. And yeah, yeah. As far as the stadium, once again, I didn't have anybody to give me the advice. Mm-hmm. So when I got my ticket, I said, okay, I'm on the floor. But what I did not know is the risers were built on. And it wasn't oh, very yeah. much view, because I'm sure. You had the obstructive view. Kind of, sort of, in okay. a way. But that taught me, okay, well, Brittany, you can't be on the rise, on the rise or on the floor unless you're ringside. So cut that. And just time. So I had a meet and greet at 8 okay. that morning. I think that was that for Saturday morning. And I was late because... Mm how far I was away from the um, convention center. Mm -hmm. So as far as me and when I plan, I say, okay, let's just go. Because literally what I do is when one WrestleMania is over, I'm already looking at the next one. So what I do is the hotel is probably the first thing. So, of course, in L.A., we got the date. So, okay, so let me look and see what I could just book and pay later. Just throw it on there. So for me, Mm -hmm. the hotel is always important. And now I stay downtown. The only reason why I stay downtown is it's the most exciting. You're going to run into more wrestling fans. You may mm-hmm. even run into some wrestlers like I did in New Orleans. So hotel first. Then I just save up, start saving up for the ticket. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I pay the, the flight. So it literally goes like that. It's an ongoing circle. But you have to have a strategy. And Definitely. I think the biggest thing I learned about traveling, especially WrestleMania weekend, you can't do everything. No. You gonna, not only are you going to miss something, you're going to probably miss something good. So mm-hmm. you have to figure out what's important to you. And that's what I like about WrestleMania week is other outlets and other companies can't get in on that. So Definitely. like I said, depending on what's important to you and depending on who you want to see, you got to figure it out because you're definitely going to miss something good. And you're going to miss something. So just don't try to do everything because you'll get overwhelmed. Like I did in New Orleans. I did uh, everything. Okay. everything. See, everything was somewhat close together in New Orleans. Right, It yeah. was a way easier to move around in New Orleans than mm-hmm. Dallas. Like, I hurt for you when you said you were about to, <laughs> when you were about, <laughs> you were about a stadium. I already Ooh. know. I already know that was rough because we were, turning, so we were turning up in South Dallas. We Man, were getting crazy. We was out yeah. there in Arlington bored, like literally trying to find something to do. And we literally had no luck. So like literally, if you somewhere where the stadium is far from downtown, you have to make that decision. It depends on what you, if you like the nightlife, it depends mm-hmm. on you. Me, I'm staying downtown from here on out. Even like That's Dallas last year, I was downtown. And I said, I would never stay by the stadium ever again. I'll go through this traffic just to literally go back downtown and party downtown. So, yeah. But That's a fact. You, you have to have a strategy. And I say make sure you budget your money good. And the only reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. um, you don't want to overspend. I've done that last year and I did it in New Orleans. So, if you have a budget set in place, stick to what you got. Cause that superstore, when I tell y'all, as soon as you go you up in there, you with like, the big bags. I didn't know how to act in Dallas last year. I had three bags coming out of there last year. Oh, big <laughs> I, did, money, I was tripping. I was tripping so bad. Cause you know, on WWE shop, a shirt is like twenty something, but in the right. superstore is about thirty. Thirty, yeah. Mm-hmm. But. You got to have a plan. You have in well, so for pay-per-views, non-WrestleMania related, you don't really have to. Just make sure mm-hmm. you can stay as close to the arena as you can because of that traffic leaving out. That's a fact. That's definitely a fact. All right. Like, so do you have I, advice? Oh, I definitely, I got plenty of advice and that's why I put it. That's why I wanted, wanted you on. So my first experience, my first experience, you know, those uh, WrestleMania packages that yes. they have right mm-hmm. so my original plan was okay i'm gonna do that package because mm-hmm. it seems convenient i've done travel agent it seemed very similar where they already have stuff set up for you all you gotta do is pay and mm-hmm. you're good so 
I thought about doing that, but I procrastinated and like the level that I planned on doing, it was sold out. So the only thing that was left was like the super, super expensive joints. So I was like, at that point, financially, I couldn't afford that. Mm -hmm. So my, I mean, my first WrestleMania, I just bought the tickets to the show. I bought a flight and I got my hotel and I went down there. I did stay in the city because Ari was like, at the very least, I can do some kind of sightseeing, mm. but who knows? Not realizing how big, truly big WrestleMania weekend is, which is what you hit on. And for the listeners, any of you listeners that haven't aren't big wrestling fans or anything like that, imagine, um, okay, imagine a Beyonce concert being the big thing. But all around, surrounding that stadium, you have these smaller shows of maybe not as popular artists as Beyonce. So you have like, uh, let's say, for instance, her at this smaller arena. And you have, uh, let's say you just have a random old school artist or some just pop up out of nowhere. Patti LaBelle is over here. And it's all, that's how I describe WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, so you that's got a, a good one. Yeah. You got a whole weekend of, okay, the big deal, the big show, everyone's obviously here for WrestleMania, but all of these other companies see all of these fans, a lot are international and all over the world. Let's go, let's get them, let's get their money also. So mm -hmm. you're, you're just as a wrestling fan, you're just like like a kid at Thanksgiving, like it's every, every day is at least five shows and is some of your favorite wrestlers or some of the wrestlers that grow to become your favorites because you've never heard of them. If you're not paying attention to certain things, you know? So my first experience was I was, I only, I missed out on a lot of those smaller shows because I wasn't familiar with that. Mm -hmm. So when I got back home, I said, nah, next year, I'm going to do it big. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I go on Reddit. That's what I did. I went on mm -hmm. Reddit and there was a subreddit that keeps track of all of these shows for WrestleMania week and all of these events. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And like you said, you can't do everything, especially when you realize that this show is in a whole nother town and you're not driving and you got to use Uber and mm -hmm. Uber costs all this money. So you, <laughs> you got to take that into account. So I think my favorite experience or when I really had it down packed was new Orleans because my hotel was, I mean, you're in the quarter. It's easy to move around. Uh, all of the shows were somewhat close to each other and I was able to, that was like my first Wale mania I went to. And you have these different little shows that I picked out that I've said, okay, I got to go to this show. I got to go to this one. I'll miss out on these others, but I have to do this one. And once you really map out stuff, you're good to go. So yeah, yeah. my, my best advice, I agree with you 100%. Look over all of the events Go ahead and decide I have to if you have to be here. If you don't have to be there, then it's fine. You don't yep. have to. My last little bit of advice is if you're in a new city and you've never been there before, at least try to do some sightseeing. Try to make a little time. Because like being in New York, it's plenty of stuff to do and sights to see. Yep. So make a little time to be able to not just be about wrestling and go see, go see the Statue of Liberty or something yep. cool like that. That's a cool, unique experience, you know? So what were you going to say? Okay, so for me, I want to throw in, I want to add to that part. So two things. If you are for the culture, I do highly recommend Wale Mania. Definitely. Um, I will say if, so my first Wale Mania experience was not what I thought it was, but at the same time, I still walked out and I enjoyed it. 
So mm. don't go in expecting like, you know, just a bunch of wrestlers sitting there. Well, they are chilling. Like you can literally talk. You can sit and talk to any wrestler, even from WWE. You can sit yeah. there and talk to them and have a whole conversation like I did last year because I met the most wrestlers last year. But okay. it's pretty much a big concert. Right. So even if it's not about actually performing, you have music playing. So if you don't like that lounge experience, then that part is not for you. But I would say still go because you get to mingle with people you interacting on Facebook, Twitter. And, of course, you can literally just meet wrestling, wrestlers and they literally don't mind sitting there talking to you. They don't mind pictures because they're chilling, too, right. just right. like we are. And the sightseeing is definitely important. So what I used to do, my first two WrestleManias, actually actually Dallas, I learned a lot from Dallas. We okay. went in on Friday. So we really didn't have much time to do nothing as far as sightseeing. So mm -hmm. I do recommend going in. So some people go in Wednesday. Some people go in Thursday. I go Thursday. And yeah, I try to go Thursday as person. Mm -hmm. And I try to go as early in the morning as I possibly can. That way I can check in, get settled, and then I was sightsee. So Thursday is strictly for sightseeing. Okay. And then once Friday hit, it's all wrestling from here. And if I can't squeeze in sightseeing <laughs> on that Friday, I will. But for the right. most part, it's all wrestling. Mm -hmm. No doubt. And for those who just go for WrestleMania, I do recommend going to some of the indie shows because I didn't do any indie shows up until last year. So I okay. did GCW, I did For the Culture, I did yeah, yeah. Um, Supercard of Honor. Um, so yeah, go to an indie show, definitely a good experience to get more exposure and to open your your heart and mind to more than just, you know, WWE, but it's a lot, mm -hmm. it's definitely a dope experience when you go into an indie show, especially at GCW For the Culture. And I went last year, didn't nice. go this year because Wale Mania was around, it's literally going on the same time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of wrestlers had to leave because they had to wrestle over across yonder. But definitely, if you are a sightseeing person, get there a day early. Now, if you don't care, I still say get there a day early so you can just get settled. Definitely. I'm, At least take I'm a all nap about getting, so yeah. you can recharge. Yeah. I'm all about settling. And then even once you in wrestling mode, like literally I tell people, I, like in L.A., I wish I can sightsee, but my mind is already in wrestling mode. So <laughs> that's all out the window. But That's if you can squeeze in some sightseeing, do it. Now, if you go going to Philly next year, not that much yeah, to really man. choose from. So just yeah. be a wrestling mark the whole weekend. Just I see as that. many shows as you can. You plan on going to Philly? Oh, yeah. My, my room already booked. Word. Okay. My, and speaking of which, my last, my last bit of advice, my last bit of advice, find out the hotel wherever WrestleCon is. Yes. And book your room at the WrestleCon Hotel and it's lit. Yes. I Trust heard me, about it's that. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit beyond lit. You can go downstairs no matter what time. Like, okay, so I'll put this as an example. Late at night, one time, me and one of my buddies, because I at this point I have a couple friends, other friends who travel for WrestleMania and we pretty much we pretty much communicate like, yo, we're seeing this place. We're going to this show, that sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So we're staying at the WrestleCon Hotel. One of the late nights, uh, me and my homie, we're still up. We're still hyped. We're just coming from a show or something. And we can't sleep. So we're like, we'll go down to the bar and just chill. Man, we go down to the bar. Is David Arquette at the bar. He's chilling, drinking killing it uh scu of uh formerly of independence and new japan but now AEW. so you got scorpio sky he's just chilling uh you know you got you i mean you got all these independent wrestlers just sitting down just chilling and regular people also right we're just yep. and mm -hmm. nobody's being extra nobody's really sweating it it's a vibe just playing music and all that. And Chuck Taylor from AEW, who's of the best friends or whatnot, I see mm -hmm. him and he's just sitting by himself. So I tell the bartender, like, hey, can I want to buy him a shot. So he's he gets him a shot and uh, 
he takes a shot, then he comes over, and then we all take a shot together. And at this point, at this point, it's like some older, like cougar women sitting <laughs> by us. They look like a uh, like uh, Tony Soprano's wife. That's the way I describe <laughs> oh. them. <laughs> and they're asking like, "What? What are all you guys doing here?" And she she's noticing some of them are bigger and that sort of thing. And like, and we're like, <laughs> right, right. And she's like, "What are y'all doing here?" And we're like, "Oh, we're here for WrestleMania." Da da da. And they're just amazed by that whole concept of people traveling from out of town. So they wind up buying shots. So we're all just drinking and kicking it, and mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. But the next morning, going to work out, you have wrestlers in the gym working out. And obviously, I mean, that's just proper gym culture. Don't go walk up on somebody right. talking to them. But it's just cool. Like, you got you got this uh, independent wrestler on the treadmill while you just try to lift some weights and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just, a, it's just a cool little thing. So if you're going to WrestleMania weekend, find out whatever hotel WrestleCon is at. And I guarantee you'll thoroughly enjoy yourself. And I do want to throw this in there, too. Like, if you see them at the hotel, if you are not one of those people who literally have stuff in their hand, like sitting there waiting for them to sign, they will literally treat you like a friend. Like, if they see you and you got something you want to autograph, they're not going to pay attention to you. But if you literally are a genuine fan and you're just hanging out at the hotel, you just downstairs, like you said, because you're chilling because there's nothing else to do. They will literally talk to you. They will chill with you, hang out with you, talk to you a little bit, like real talk. Like that's a fact. They pick up that energy based on the type of fan that you are, because that's how it was when we were in Chicago. My room, mm-hmm. my hotel was in the same hotel. My room was in the same hotel where they were. The wrestlers were. Um, I think this was was this Hell in the Cell or it was Raw. It was one of those. But anyway. Literally, we sat there, had a drink with, um, what's his name? I'm so embarrassed because he's from St. Louis. Reggie. And oh, okay, we, Reggie. Okay. We spoke okay. to Riddle, um, Devon, when he was still with the company. So as long as you, and we saw Rhea, we talked to her for a little bit. So as long nice. as you're not that fan, they will give y'all all that good energy. So just keep the stock of eBay folks away because they'll literally treat you like a literally legit homie. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's, I mean, I, I wish we had more time to really, really unpack on this mm-hmm. subject because I do think it's very, very important, but, uh, just a little background and context for the listeners. AEW is a company. They're considerably still pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around for a couple years, but they're still new. And um, when they were founded, when they were founded, one of the main talking points for this company was that it was an alternate to WWE, not just in programming, but in culture. That's Mm -hmm. that's basically what they were saying. And uh, they emphasized that, hey, this is going to be a place for diversity and inclusion. Of course, we're 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 behind that. We're black. We're. That's that's a whole nother podcast to even talk about mm-hmm. being black in that wrestling space that is uh for for a lot of I mean for the most part very anti black. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of anti black sentiment that you ha or jargon that goes on amongst the wrestling fan base that either you gotta put on your blinders and just say it's too many of them, I'm not gonna argue with everyone. Mm-hmm. Or you're just cussing out everybody, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. So I'm glad and fortunate that we're both a part of uh, wrestling groups that, you know, that very, I mean, it does happen. It definitely does happen. But uh, for the most part, it's a lot more welcoming, a lot more understanding where we Mm. can actually have discourse about these kind of serious matters that affect us. And less about them, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. So back to AEW. So, um, you know, after a couple years, a number of the wrestlers, uh, they decide to move on, whether or not it was um, their contract running out or them just saying, hey, screw this. I want to go back to WWE. 
things are still popping over here. I could make money. I want to move on. But one of those wrestlers in particular uh, was Big Swole. Big mm-hmm. Swole is a women's performer. She's a black woman. She's fun. She's a great person. If you've ever gotten a chance to meet her, she's really yes. good people. Mm-hmm. And I'm always cheering for her, her and her husband, because both of them are hella cool, hella yep. cool people. So she makes the announcement. Hey, I got I'm leaving uh, AEW. It's been a basically it's been a fun ride, but I got to I got to I got to protect my peace because a lot of things aren't going the way that I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And one of those Pretty things much that so she dream. We'll get to there, right? So, <laughs> so one of the things that she did mention, she said, "Hey, it's a it's a bit disorganized here. It's mm-hmm. a bit disorganized, and it's the wild wild west in the sense that, you know, it's not sh- as structured as what I hope for. And if you're not an extrovert or very very outgoing person." you're probably not going to thrive in this environment because they kind of forget about you. They kind of put you to the backside. Another thing that she mentioned, which is what we're going to definitely talk about is the lack of diversity, the lack of diversity that was not only on the screen, which she gives the example of, Hey, my daughter is watching her dad on WWE seeing these black performers performing at a high level, thriving. I want to say Bianca was champ at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, seeing Big E, he was the champ at the time. And you compare that to AEW at that time, again, uh, where it was a very, it was a lack of melanin on hey. television programming. And when they were on TV, they weren't on the winning end of things. Right. So. She just flat out said, she said her daughter was like, yo, I'd rather watch WWE because of this. And she put that out there. She wasn't trashing the company. She just said that. Yeah. So, and then, uh, which is the reason why I even want to talk about this was the response, the response from Tony Khan. Yeah. That was Super goofy. Super goofy. He responded so, like a fan and not like the owner of a company. There we go. All right. So I'm going to read for context for listeners and I'm going to put it up on the video, but I'm going to read it to everyone. This is Tony Khan. Mind you, the owner of this company. <laughs> you got to make that, that point crystal clear. We, we have before to. Before you hear this. <laughs> right. So he responds. He responds to an article. The article said uh, Big Swole explains how lack of diversity and structure led to her leaving AEW. All mm-hmm. fair points. Nothing outrageous. It's a bit sens- sensationalized, but that's what we're supposed to do. So we you click on the article. But Tony says, the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Meg- Mega. Uh, then he starts to list black performers. Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah and Mark Quinn all won on TV this month. Wow. Thank you, Tony. Uh, the TBS title uh, tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AW Rampage Street Fight Tonight. Oh, now, that was so bad. Oh, that was horrible. Brittany, what was your response when you heard that? Like, dang, like you my you literally my former boss and like dang, like my what I really literally said, I said, dang. If I was her, I'd be like, well dang, tell me how you really feel. Like she voiced to me, I did not like that and I definitely did not like the response of not only other wrestlers but certain people in wrestling journalism almost pretty much agreeing with mm-hmm. um with what Tony Khan said. And it was just out of pocket. And that's why I always said like we know we know how we feel about Vince and this, that and the other, not to compare, but we would say I said Vince ain't saying nothing like that. 
Like, you wouldn't catch Vince or Triple H saying anything like that about a worker out in the open like that. Right. So, like I said, it came as a it came from a mark and not somebody who owns a company. Somebody right. with that kind of money and own a company. Like, it was just out of pocket. And I can understand, like, the frustration with Swole. Like, she literally made a valid point. Because at right. that point, at that time... Did Jay had a title already? Hell no. Yeah, I mean, that's in what the I tweet, and that's why I read it for context. It was saying the TBS tournament right. was diverse. So Jay wasn't a title holder at that point. Nope. And it's not about one one match. Like, right. And like I said, put it with WWE. We constantly fought for more diversity as far as the black people over there. And... Mm-hmm. Literally, as they started rolling out, you had your Kofi, you had your uh, Biggie, you had Bianca, and then it just started rolling out like that, one after another. I'm like, okay, so this is what we want to see. And not only are they like, well, we ain't got to talk about what happened with Kofi, but still at the same time, mm-hmm. it's just the length of anything over 30 days, you already got to win to me because they see that, you know, this person deserves to be the title holder at this time, but it was still the heavy representation. Like, my goddaughter was seeing more and more wrestlers look like her on TV, especially women getting that type of exposure. That's all she wanted to see in AEW. So if you're trying to be the alternate, t- treat your black and brown like you do the white wrestlers. And she had a very, very fair observation. And even me, who don't watch AEW that often, still... Even like Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss still chilling somewhere. Like, when do we see right. Sunny Kiss again? Like, when do we see Scorpio Sky again? Like, when do we see these folks? So, even now with Jade not being the TBS champion, like, she her, her comment still stands. Like, even with that title, and I'm going to say this. This like this could be a whole title for a different day. Nah, but I it. still, yeah. with Jade being the championship holder, I love the representation. Especially mm-hmm. for her daughter and other bl- and other little black girls all across the world and 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 that have you, but I still feel like he did not treat Jade like your Mercedes and your Bianca. Mm. So to me, with Jade, it was just like here, they want to see a black champion here because it just so happened, yeah. After this backlash, oh, all of a sudden, hey. Jade's our person. Yep. It's but, almost yeah. like how people look at the World Heavyweight Championship on um, Raw. Like, here. Dang, here. Since y'all complaining, <laughs> here. That's how I feel. That's how I feel with Jade. And right. Jade is so freaking mainstream. I still feel like they have not fully embraced that. Well, they haven't. And she, I mean, you know, uh, she lost a double or nothing. She lost after actually having a good match mm-hmm. and winning and then they pull out they pull it pull the curtain just to toss out Chris Statlander when they could have had a storyline going with her but yep. you know that's, that, that's just like how Kofi when Kofi lost the way he did that reminded me of exactly like that literally so I'm like see, I and I will say in one of my other podcasts and uh, All Mark's Pod that was brought to the table and I pushed back and I said, Hey, at least Kofi had a reign. You know what I'm saying? That's like true. there That's were true. months where Kofi was, he was the title holder. So I will at least push back on that. Um, That's fair. I, I, I get it. I get, I mean, I did call it from the jump when you did. Brock came and I, remember out. You, I, was I like, actually remember you bringing that up in the group. <laughs> that you brought that up. I remember I was that like, Brock's beating him first night of SmackDown, <laughs> y'all. Y'all better go and get ready. But with that big know. of a show, yeah. But yeah. you're right. So I'll I'll peel back on that. You're absolutely right. Kofi's de- even up until October when he lost, mm-hmm. it did have more meaning. It did feel more genuine compared right. to how they booked Jay when she won. And I'm thinking if you're gonna have if you're gonna give a black woman this Goldberg type of push, it definitely should have been more meaningful. I feel mm-hmm. like Jay did more on her part pushing herself than her own boss. So you talking. Now now you pod. Yeah. Now you pod. 
All right, but man, damn, I wish we had more time to really We can always have part two. God, I wish we I had more time. I can tack on the AEW situation a whole lot more, especially with the new hiree they just had. I can mm-hmm. dig on, I can dig deep to see if that's gonna make a difference. But you know, we could we could do a part two about that one. But, amen. Or I mean, you invite me on yours, and we we continue we this it. conversation. Yes. I'm with that. All right, but you know, we we gotta keep keep within the schedule constraints mm-hmm. or whatnot. All right, so. The next thing I have for you, Brittany, last week's guest, Christina, left you a question. Oh. You got you got to answer it. And then okay. you give me a question for next week's guest. So are you okay. ready for it? I guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from Christina, not from Adrian, from Christina, this was okay. her question. This is a, uh, in her words, a sleep with, marry, or kill scenario, right? Okay. All right. So. Uh, I'm going to give you three people. First being comedian John Stewart. Second person, President Barack Obama. And number three, President Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Sleepy Joe. Which what, what are we doing? What are we doing? You make it complicated since you added Joe. Right. Mm. <laughs> I will marry Barack Obama. That's easy. Okay. Okay. Can I just cuddle John Stewart? Do I have to ask necessarily? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll y'all, with y'all John go Stewart. in the room, cuddle, and then you I'll like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> knocked okay. his lights off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then okay. I'll 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 sleep with John Stewart, and then the only reason I would say. Kill to Biden, not because of his presidency, is because I mean, Biden old already. So yeah, he got a couple years. So I he mean, he up there. It's been a long. It's been a and long. And he keep falling and stuff and tripping over his feet. Just go sit down uh, somewhere. Um, right, Robinette. I call him by his middle name because it's so funny. <laughs> he got that middle name. <laughs> but yeah, that that <laughs> that order. I'll do that. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Okay. She made it hard with that Biden one, but that was a good one. Yeah, when she said Biden, I just went, oh, I, I, I can only imagine what the answer is going to be. But okay, yeah, that, so that Obama Mary was easy. That was too easy. Right. <laughs> All right. So what's your uh, what's your question for next week's guest? Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Okay. Okay. I'm with that. I got my answer, but okay. <laughs> <That is too>. <laughs> <laughs> I got my quick answer. But all right. So uh, lastly, lastly, Brittany, we always ask to add to the Life and Times playlist, which listeners, you can find that on Spotify. Just look up the Life and Times podcast or Life and Times playlist Mm -hmm. is a curated list of vibes, good music from the host, Adrian, and our weekly guests. So, Brittany, what two songs? Are you adding to the Life and Times playlist? So I'm going old school. I'm an mm-hmm. old school at heart. I'm gonna take it to the '90s, and I'm gonna give you the "I Want to Be Down" remix. That's Brandy, okay, um, MC Light, Yo Yo, and Queen Latifah. Nice, and nice, then nice. I'm gonna really go way back, and I'm gonna do "Golden Time of Day" by Frankie Beverly and Mays. Oh, that's that's clean up the house music right there. Yes, sir. Okay, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, my two tracks. Um, I've been on a K Tronada kick, like for Ooh. the past year. Yeah. Mm. I love K Tronada. Uh, we're going to see him. He's performing here in Atlanta, like mm-hmm. this week. So, um, first song. I'm going to put is Drive Me Crazy is K Trinata and Vic Mensa. Dope ass track. I love the vibe to it. It's one of my favorites. Next track. And this kind of surprised me because I've been listening more and more. Have you heard the new Little Yachty song? I mean, album? No. Not okay. yet. It's a, it's a dope concept album, it's kind of psychedelic. It's mm-hmm. not like just some rap, but it 
he's he's really being a musician in it. So I'm gonna pick one of the songs from that album, and I'm going to say it's gonna be Lil Yachty from his latest project. Let's start here, and the song that I'm gonna pick is "Running Out of Time." Great song. Put that on here. Yep, there Running Out of Time by Lil Yachty. It's a great project, listeners. If you haven't already listened to it, it's a terrific project. So, shout out to Yachty for stepping out of the comfort levels. He's mm-hmm. always seemed like he's willing to go out there and try anything or whatnot. He said he can adjust well to what he's not like, something that he's not used to as far as his music, his style of music. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, Brittany, we've reached the end of the podcast. How do you feel? Good. You feel I good? one of my one of my favorite things about podding is when I can come on someone's show and it feels like a conversation and not an interview. Definitely. So kudos right. to you for making it feel like a legit conversation. Of course, I do believe, even though we never actually physically met, mm-hmm. that connection makes for a good conversation. So yeah, no doubt, That's dope. no doubt. Awesome. Well, Brittany, once again, plug plug your shows. Let people know where they can find you and see your work. All righty, y'all. So once again, my personal um, social media is at B-B-E-E-R-A-Y-J-O-N-E-S. You can find that on Instagram and you can find that on Twitter. As far as your favorite marks, I do have the Twitter now. So that's your nice. Y-O-U-R. F-A-B-E Marks M-A-R-K-S That's Twitter And then it's just Your favorite Marks Spelled all the way out On Instagram um, CultureCast It's CultureCast Pod P-O-D That's Instagram And on Twitter We are CultureCast Pod Underscore And then once again I'm also um, I blog for Oversaturate the podcast Confessions of a Pop Culture Freak you can find that on their bio, whether you check their um, Twitter, which is Overstat Podcast, and you can check them on Instagram, and that is also, that's Overstat the Podcast. Like I said, so you click the link in either bio, Twitter, Instagram, you go on their website, and literally on the left-hand side, you can see my blog. I literally just posted a blog about um, black royals um, from around the world, past and okay. current, and my next topic is giving an ode to classic BET, the shows that we grew to love, the shows that we couldn't wait to get home from school to watch, this, that, and the other. Nice. So be on the lookout for that. Hopefully sometime next week I'll drop that. But, yeah, that's all my stuff. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. And listeners, of course, follow at Suplex Dinner Club. That's home of, hopefully, two of your favorite weekly podcasts. Mondays, we talk college football on Dogs versus All Y'all, where we don't just talk about the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs, <laughs> but we talk about all things college football, hence All Y'all. And on Wednesdays, of course, this is the Life in Times podcast, where it's conversations and vibes. Our common ground is that we've all worked in the hospitality industry. So that's that. And, um, of course, on Thursdays, I'm a one-fourth of the We're All Marks Anyways podcast. So, shout out to those good fellas. We drop every Thursday. And, again, follow us on uh, Instagram and YouTube at Suplex Dinner Club. Very simple, very easy. And we appreciate the listen. But, Brittany, thank you so much again for spending a little time with myself and our guests. Giving sure. us some, giving us some uh, good advice for our next WrestleMania trip. We're going to, I'm going to Philly. You're going to Philly. I, I'm pretty sure my wife's coming to Philly, and a couple of the homies coming. So we gotta yes. definitely link up. We gotta definitely link up. And if y'all and, listening, real quick, if y'all listening, mm-hmm. I will be in Detroit for SummerSlam weekend. So if okay. y'all tune in, hit me up, and then maybe we can meet up. Word. See, and that that's I'm glad that you even said that. I remember at a point of at your on your podcast, you were saying you were looking for a nickname. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't message her this. You should have been Miss I Was There. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to probably use that. You, I literally you take it. No, that 
Miss, I yeah, was take, there. Take it. Oh, that's I a miss, good I one. was there. See, I'm, they, I'm here. For, we're like here for that. each other. You know what I'm saying? Because we're here what, for I've, each other. what I've done, I've, I call 2023 the Brit You Stay Gone tour because I've literally right, been right, like yeah. several places. You were outside. Already. You were outside. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Yeah. yeah. I like use that. that. See, hey, we're here for New each other. New nickname alert. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It has been. It has been said, but listeners, once again, thank you again for checking us out. This is the Life and Times podcast, which is short for the Life and Times of a Restaurant Lifer podcast. I'm Adrian. You already know it's no BS coming from me. We were joined today by Miss Brittany here. Please check her out. And y'all have a wonderful week and take care of each other. And we will see you next Wednesday. So Be safe, y'all. Boy, man, chop that nigga. Boy, I chop your ass, boy. Stop playing me. Let me chop his ass. Hey, hold on, hold on. Chop his ass. Chop.